Alrighty, Shalom of Racha Chevra. Thank you so, so much for joining, as always. It is greatly appreciated. And I miss you. We haven't learned together in a while, and I hope everybody's Purim was Mamish the highest. Baruch Hashem. Purim here was beautiful. One second. Recording in progress. Baruch Hashem, Purim here was really beautiful. And at the same time, of course, Purim was challenging here in Yerushalayim. What the rest of the world found out on Shushan Purim was very, very much in the height, in the thick of, of our Purim here. And it was interesting trying to process, trying to grapple with, trying to move into a Shabbos with that overarching awareness, of course, of the loss of the Gadol Hadar of Chaim Kanievsky. We'll speak about Bezer Hashem Behemshech. And the latter part of the shir, with the help of Hakadosh Baruch with the help of the Master of the World, it was certainly a, it was certainly a challenge. It was certainly a difficult, a difficult balance and a attempt to figure out a way to feel a thousand emotions at once. And I think that at this point, it's very important for all of us to try to hold on to Purim. We prepared a lot for Purim. Like a number of the Chavra here were on the Torah Yud Chabura, however far you got. But it was there was a Ratzon from a long period of time ago to prepare for this. Chas v'shalom to allow something, certainly something like this, but anything, and we'll speak about what that means, something like this, how this is supposed to be a chizuk in Ruchnias. It's supposed to be a, 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 a catalyst for growth and not the opposite. But But anything should never come in the way of everything that we prepared for, everything that we experienced, what we believe Purim is, certainly what we believe Purim is vis-a-vis or in relation to Pesach, and um, to continue to hold on to all of that joy, even in a difficult period of time for Am Yisrael, a difficult period of time for the world. But all of us princess-oriented Jews, like we always like using this expression, which really means tachlis-minded Jews, which is something we speak about all the time. Jews that are trying to constantly decide and make decisions and plan choices based on the ultimate purpose of the decision that we're making and whether or not that aligns with Yiddishkeit, and whether that aligns with Ratzon Hashem, which we'll be speaking about in the source tonight, we realize that that's not the tachlis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted from us. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes that we should feel this pain and we should feel this confusion and we should feel this fear, but that doesn't mean that it's a tachlis vis-a-vis Avodah Hashem for us to let go of Purim and fall into despair and dejection and a feeling of having been abandoned by Hashem, forsaken from Hashem, that's not the tachlis. That's never, that cannot be the tachlis ever. And even if it's hastar aspanim, and there are other ways of looking at it, but even as Chazal say in a number of places, that it's, a, that it's, it's, it's because of us, so to speak, and our own failings on an individual level, on a communal level, even if it's the worst hester panim in the world, chapter three speaks about the worst possible Hester Panim. When the king says to his daughter, to the princess, let the no good one take you. And we, we toil to try to present an alternative way of viewing that and how that itself could be an expression of kirva, how that itself could be HaKadosh Baruch Hu trying to reach out to us, trying to shake us awake to the fact that he's still there and that he's still trying to get us somewhere and the place that he's trying to get us is into his embrace. And he has a bunch of different ways of doing that. And some of them, some of those ways might hurt. But let's not become distracted by the medium and forget the end to which whatever we're experiencing is the means. It's a very, very important thing to keep in mind as well. So Bezer Hashem, let's, let's begin with the sources. And Behemshech, as we get to the piece from Lukudi Alachas, I couldn't have planned it out this way, but it's, it's Mamish... It's, it seems to have been written about Reb Chaim. So it was just obvious that we would try to speak about the life and, and, and the incredible, remarkable personality of this Tzadik Hadar. Um, 
in the context of the piece that we're going to be learning together, all with the help of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with a tremendous amount of joy and, uh, and gratitude. And certainly for me, it's a double gratitude, not just that we get to learn these Torahs, but that I get to learn them with you. And so thank you again for joining. Let's jump back into Sicha Saran Nun Aleph. This is our sixth shear already in this short Sicha. We did uh, how many lines, you know, but, and it's a lengthy Sicha, but it's everything. And so we really need to give it as much time as we've been giving it, maybe even more. But Baruch Hashem, we hope to be doing it justice. Let's go back one line. We spoke last time, if you remember, I think this is two weeks ago already. We spoke about Tmimus and Pshitas. And we tried to communicate and to portray what the life of simplicity might look like vis-a-vis the life of sophistication and its ramifications. And although we covered a number of sources that we had in those source sheets, for Nun Aleph, we called it letter E, the fifth shear, there were two sources that we didn't get to. So I want to just go back a line, review the line in Sicha Saran, and then take a look at these two sources before moving uh, into, the, into the next segment of the Sicha. There's no orphaned generation. We don't have tzaddikim who are living in this world. All the tzaddikim are living in the next world. And Mimela, they're living in this world like the Zohar Kaddish tells us more than they were when they were alive. We have access to all the tzaddikim in the form of their teachings, in the form of their writings. And in the form of their etzos that were very clear, very specific, very encompassing, certainly when you speak about a tzaddik like Rabbi Nachman Mubraslav, said the tzaddik, I'm chachmas einam klum. Intellectual, sophisticated, complicated ideas are, are, are einam klum. They're, they're nothing, and we spoke about at length, einam klum in the context of our conversation about what life is really about. And there they hold no value in the ultimate sense of the word value. Rak tmimus upshitas. The only thing that matters is to try as much as we can to develop a sense of tmimus upshitas. Of course, it's a lot easier said than done. It's not simple to be simple, like they say in Hebrew, lo, lo pashut lihiot pashut. Because the foundation of tmimus is the eradication of ego. And that's a very, very difficult thing. It's what we, what we spend our whole lives trying to work on and trying to be mevarer and trying to get ourselves out of the way. It's not easy and it's not done in a day or a week or a month or even a year or even many years or even many decades. It's a lifetime avoda. But at the end of the day, when we think about an ultimate goal, princess-oriented, malchus raktmimusubshitas, that's what matters, that's where we're headed, that's where our Kodesh Baruch Hu expects us to try and to strive to reach. And then Rabbi Nachman said, But even with all of our simplicity, the tzaddik doesn't mean that it should be a simplicity of ignorance, that it's a, it should be a bliss that's the result of a simplicity that's founded on nothing, that's founded on shtuyot. You have to make cheshboinus. But at the same time, your cheshboinus need to be aligned with the Ratzon Hashem, need to be for the purpose, as we're going to learn in source number one, need to be in the context of bringing kavod to HaKadosh Baruch and revealing Kfait Shemayim in the world. And so But calculations need to be made. But it just means not to overthink. And certainly not to overthink in such a way that's founded on our own, on our, on our own motives. But he says, Chachmas, we certainly don't need it all. Ah, so that, okay, that's already the next line. Fine, we'll get to that in a minute. So let's, let, let's look at, uh, at the source number one. And Rebbe Nachman says, Just give me one second. I just want to make sure that the WhatsApp is closed so it doesn't interrupt us. Okay. So Rabbi Nachman says over there in Yud Beis, When a person goes after his own seichel, and a person goes after his own chachma, a person can fall into a tremendous amount of mistakes, mistaken assumptions, mistaken values, and ultimately, a lot of stumbling in life. Like we spoke about last time, that Rabbi Nachman came to the world like, a, like, an, like an old Zayda, 
who's been through life and who's seen what he's seen and who's attained a tremendous amount of understanding, broad-minded, and he's trying to guide us and he's trying to help us avoid these mistakes. And a person can really enter into when there's too much of one's own seichel and chachma. And he says there were those that made a lot of blemishes in the world. Who trusted in their own minds and trusted in their own senses. And not only did they fool themselves, and we're going to learn about fooling oneself later on in the Sicha, but they fooled the world. Everything was a result of an inability to be mevatel, of an inability to open one's heart up to the teachings of another. And here Ibn Achman says, the foundation of Tmimus Upshitas ve'ikar hayahados. And he says, the ultimate essence of Yiddishkeit. Hurak lelech betmimus ubipshitas is simply to walk in a way of simplicity and, and a lack of sophistication. Belishim chachmas, without any kinds of newfangled, sophisticated motives that are all the time an outgrowth of one's complete misunderstanding of what life is for in the first place, in the pursuit and desire and ambition to increase one's own standing, and that comes with a great amount of calculating, how is this going to look, to whom, and in what way, and how do we present, and so on and so forth, as, as, as opposed to the person, we're going to learn about in a minute, who's focused on what life is really about. The opposite of Enoi Klum, but the rack, all, that's, all that is, is Tamima Subshitas. A person who realizes that it's about Kvayt Shemayim. And so it matters very, very little about what other people think, or what other people value, and what the, what the, what the, the common popular opinion is of that moment in time for a person to go belishim chachmas without any of those kind of chachmas and here's the definition of tamimas to simply see to it that in everything that you do that Hashem should be present that's the consideration that we have and the consideration is not about how this looks to my neighbor and how it appears to my kids school or how my kids Choice of schooling appears to the neighbor or to the community or, or different chashboinists like this. But the main thing is in every decision. And this is hard to do. It's, it's easy when it's written. It's very hard to do. But at least we, we know what direction to walk in when we learn these teachings. Sheyeh sham Hashem Izbarach. It's four words. It's all of life. It's all of Shulchan Aruch. Shivisi Hashem lenegdi samir. That's t'mi musubshitas. Sheyeh sham Hashem Izbarach. Because that's where all of the chachmas comes from. And when a person is ready to be a tamim and a pashut, and a person is simply ready to go ahead and spend their days or as much time as they can doing what they know inside their neshama needs without a concern for whether or not this is impressive to somebody else, but a person knows be'emes, through hispodidus, and through a lot of thought, and through a lot of clarification, that this is my Indian. Like the famous expression from the story of the, of the simpleton and the wise one, the chacham and the tam, the, 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 the sophisticate and the simpleton, one of Rabbi Nachman's tales, I believe it's Sipurim Isis Tess, number nine, when you have this very, very simple person who's not that bright, and he's trying to make shoes, and at first he makes a shoe, he makes a pair of shoes and it's, it's hardly identifiable as to what this thing is. It just looks like a mass of, of leather and string and nobody knows what this is. And then he gets, it, he gets it a little better and he makes a shoe, but the shoe has four different corners, four different edges instead of one point in the front. And his wife tells him, why can't you make shoes like everybody else? Look at the, look at the shoes that the shop maker is making down the street and what, is the, what does the Tom say? He says, what do I care? Very famous line. That's his thing, and this is my thing. And I can't concern myself or hold myself up to standards that are ultimately unrealistic 
klape in relation to my essence just because that's what somebody else may be doing. And this is what I need to be doing. Of course we have ideals, but he doesn't need to compare his shoes to the, to the other person's shoes to understand where he's supposed to be going. But to the time it was a matter of, of, of taking small steps and being satisfied with those small steps. Because it wasn't about, for him, it wasn't about the covet of other people. It was about knowing that he was coming to self-fulfillment in the way that he needed to come to self-fulfillment. And when I say self-fulfillment, of course I'm speaking about the, the self with a capital S. Self-fulfillment, right? To, to fulfill HaKadosh Baruch Hu's self, the chilek of the kamimal, within him. And that's the esode of Tamimas. For a person to be a Tamim and a Pashut and not to feel as if we need to constantly strive to meet somebody else's expectations. We answer to one person and one person alone, and that person is not a person. It's the Ein Sof, it's the infinite being who brought the world into existence for the purpose of, of, of helping us find a way to let him in to our lives. And each of us has their own unique window that we need to open to let him in. And that's what it's about. And it's not about this Indian of doing something that's impressive to somebody else. That's a waste of time. If this thing is going to increase the kavod of Hashem in the world, both in public and in private, then he runs to do it and he doesn't have any other calculation. Dabra Melech dances wildly in front of the Aaron. There was only one consideration for Dabra Melech in that activity, and that was is this going to be Marbek Fod Shemayim? Are people going to see a, a very dignified human being getting himself out of the way so that? His entire being can become inflamed in a visible sense with the excitement that's founded on Ruchnius without any consideration for what this world considers to be dignified, which of course is the truest dignity and the subject of my upcoming Sefer with Hashem's help on Torah Vav, on, on Rabbi Nachman's sixth lesson of the Kutuban is all on this. Vi'im lav, lav. And it's as simple as that. There's no other consideration in the life of a Jew. Ain. Anything else is ibertrachten. Anything else is overthinking. The imlav lav. The azai says Rabbi Nachman an incredible, incredible havtacha, a promise from a tzaddik. The azai bevadai with certainty. If a person goes in this way, whether we can see it or or whether we're not able to see it right away, loy yikashel laoylam. A person will never stumble. If this is the person's consideration, I'm sure many of us are familiar with a book called All for the Boss, or Yaakov Yosef Herman. I'm sure many of us have seen it, either read the whole thing. It's a chiv to read that book. It's like a musr sefer. It's not like a book. It's mamash like a sefer. There was a person who had zero consideration for Kfoyd Atzmai. And he put himself into very, 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 sometimes embarrassing uh, circumstances, certainly in the society where he was living in, in America of the 20s, 30s, the standards that he was trying to communicate to people. He was a, he was a yachid. He was mamash a yachid. Like Avram Avinu, ish yachid, like Mordechai Tzadik, who Chazal comment on the words Mordechai HaYehudi, ish yehudi haya, ish yechidi haya. He was a yachid. Echad haya Avram. But the title of the book so beautifully encapsulates the very essence of this person because it was all for the boss. All for the boss. That's all there was. It was Mamash this, this, this Torah from Likut Imran. That's it. And in the end, he achieved a tremendous sense of endearment to all of those people who in the beginning looked at him askance. But when they saw, and we speak about this so often, when they saw how authentic he was, and when they, when they saw how sincere he was, and they were able to see how little kfoid atzmai there was. So Mamela, they embraced it. Because that's what people are attracted to. That's what people are looking for. I think in a certain way, and we'll speak more again to Hemshech about Reb Chaim, 
But I think in a certain way, this is also applicable to the consciousness and the conversations that are being had now around the passing of, of a Godelik or of Chaim Kanievsky. How easy is it to instead of becoming inspired when we read about Rav Chaim's life, how easy is it to become dejected? As if what Rav Chaim accomplished is a normal thing, is the standard for what all of us are expected to do in relation to which we are, spe- I can speak for myself, specks of dust if we're lucky. Nothing of a nothing of a nothing of a nothing. How easy is it to become dejected? And how many people now are going to try to start to keep Rav Chaim Seder and to work themselves up to this as if that was an ideal for them? Harbu Chazal tell us that Rav Shimon Bar Yechai was living in the way, obviously, you know, we can't compare Rav Shimon to Rav Chaim, we compare Rav Chaim to Rav Shimon, but was living in this way. Where Rav Shimon Bar Yechai's shita was, that all there was for a Jew to do is just to learn. That's it. And there's no excuse to do anything else. Hardly. Hardly. But the Gemara tells us explicitly, Harbu Many try to do like Rav Shimon. And you can insert over here of Chaim Kanievsky, And it didn't work out for them. Says the Baal Shem What does it mean? Why didn't it work out for them? If they were sincere and they wanted to go ahead and commit themselves, the Ramam says, Shebet Levi, any Jew can join this elite rank. Whether every Jew should is a separate question. We'll get to that in a minute. But every Jew could. So why didn't it work out? Says, Shim, says, the, says the, the Baal Shem HaKadosh. He says, look at the wording of the Gemara. It doesn't say that many people you know, walked on the, on the path of or followed the shita of Reb Shimon. No, it says He says these were not people who wanted to devote their lives to learning for the right reason. They just wanted to be like Reb Shimon Bar Yechai and to take a derech that was not theirs to take. All they wanted and their ultimate goal and their end was to go ahead and to liken themselves to the tzaddik hadoris, uh, you know, the, the tzaddik of all the generations, and grab onto a path that wasn't shaykh to them, in the truest depth of their neshama. Memela says, says the Baal Shem Tev, even if they did end up succeeding in, in an external sense, loy also be adam, because that wasn't what was in their yadayim. That wasn't what was given to them. They hopped on somebody else's horse and buggy and they started, but that was their own yadayim, their own life. That wasn't what was meant for them. And so I think it's a very, very big mistake in this moment to slip into this kind of thinking where we become dejected and we start to doubt our own avaydas and we start to doubt our own inyanim because we think that in relation to that, which seems to be perfection and seems to be the ideal for every Jew, how, how, could, we, how could we wake up in the morning? How could we even try? It's not even close. It's, it's, the whole thing is, is a river. It's, it's finished. But I think we need to give ourselves chizik again, mamish, in the way of this paragraph that we're learning now. The question is not whether our lives are filled with an overt sense of avoda that is impressive or significant in the eyes of others. That's not, that's not the, uh, the benchmark for our spiritual success. The benchmark for our spiritual success is this. If we know in our own lives, not having been born in the house of the stipler and in Bnei Brak and in a kind of living standards and circumstances which made it possible, coupled with Rav Chaim's genius, genius, genius mind from a very young age to achieve what he achieved. If in my own life there's a covet of Hashem Isbarach in what I'm trying to do in my little avoidas that aren't little and in my derech, 
And in my attempt at manifesting my own and our own abilities that were given to us by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to try in our way to be Megalic Foyt Shemayim, in relation to our circumstances, and in relation to our standards, and our way of thinking, and so on and so forth, Yase. Then do it. And it doesn't just say do it stam. It doesn't just mean, you know, Yase, you know, do it. Do it with the greatest, greatest, infinite joy in the world of knowing that you are doing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu put you in the world to do. Like the Heliger of Zusha said, when I get up to Shemaim, they're not going to be asking me, why weren't you Moshe Rabbeinu? And why weren't you the Rampam? Or even why weren't you Chaim Kanievsky? Said of Zusha, they're going to be asking me one question and one question only, why weren't you Zusha? And this is something the Baal Shem Tov brought to the world. What is the end that we should be able also to tell every person that we finish Kalatari Kula every year? That we should also get the Kavu that, that, that Erechayim got? What, what is the end? The end is Dveikas Bashem. The end is fostering a consciousness of Yudke Vavke. The end is trying to live a life of getting ourselves out of the way and allowing the light of Hashem to flow down through us in a way of health. Certainly from, from, from most of our backgrounds, all of us certainly, in a way that encompasses family, in a way that encompasses community, and so on and so forth. That's not the standard by which we measure spiritual success. The standard by which we measure spiritual success is authenticity, honesty, in terms of whether we, in our personal circumstances, are living life in a way that's marbek fot in a way that's accordance with halacha, and in a way that's allowing for the manifestation of our own uniqueness, in a way of holiness. V'im lav, lav. And if it's not something that's going to do that, and it's something that's going to result in a kilkel in our lives, in our, in, in our family's lives, in our parnasa, and so on and so forth, to all the v'loy ulsidi yadam niks, laugh, then, then don't do it. Then don't do it, because it looks good on paper, but it's not for you. And then you'll never, you'll, you'll never stumble. Now, two important caveats. Does that mean that it wasn't right for Reb Chaim to do what Reb Chaim did? How could anybody even suggest to suggest such a thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put Rav Chaim in the world to be exactly that. And we'll speak about what that was in a couple of minutes, Be'ezer Hashem, in the second half hour. And does that mean that looking at Rav Chaim's circumstances, his natural genius, and the family that he was born into, and the expectations on him, and his expectations on his family, and so on and so forth, that therefore there was nothing impressive about what Rav Chaim was and what Rav Chaim managed to attain. Same Lushen. How could a person even suggest to suggest such a thing? And a third caveat. Does this mean then that there's nothing for us to learn about the Avoid of Rav Chaim? Chas v'chalila. All of these things could be true at once. We have to maintain our healthy sense of encouragement in, 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 our, in our own derech and in our own Yiddishkeit, while at the same time being able to marvel about the giant that was among us, the giant that still is among us, together with all the tzaddik yadairis. We don't believe in this idea that tzaddik leaves the world and that's it, and we're, we're, we're lost, that tzaddik is found in the world with us. And we're able to go ahead and to look and say, Like the Tana de tells us, how can my actions reach the actions of my forefathers? Says the Kutzker, most people translate it as reach, but it could also mean just a touch. The Kutzker says, Nigia ba'alma. Sometimes all we need is a little bit of a touch of that. Just a touch of that. In a way that's going to illuminate our lives and not destroy our lives. In a way of harba To be mamshich in our own avoida and our own circumstance. But at the same time to have a negiyah. 
I think it's implicit within that Lashon, referring to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, of course, and all the tzaddikim, whose avoidas vis-a-vis the other avos were only an agiyah ba'alma. Because Yitzchak's avoidah, like the Ishbitzer makes clear, was not Avram Avinu's avoidah. And Yaakov Avinu's avoidah was not Yitzchak's avoidah. And each of these shiva royim, the, she- the seven shepherds, are rooted in their own midas, in their own energies. And it has to be that way. It has to be that way. And so therefore, says the Kutzker, Negiyah Ba'alma, not that we should go ahead and embrace the avoda of somebody else because it looks magnificent. And of course, all of us have a cheshik to learn Kalatar Kul, and Rav Shimon Meyer will tell you that his father has a derech, based on Rabbi Nachman's derech. It's all good, and it's true. But the nakuda of needing to imitate somebody else's thing, because that's in vogue, is a sheker. And it's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Because that's how the obvious were. This is an important perspective. Because they were just trying to be Kirib Shimon. And fascinatingly enough, to those who know a little bit, the Derech Halimut of the Stipler and the Derech Halimut of Reb Chaim was itself two worlds. Itself was a world apart. So that means Reb Chaim himself understood the secret of spiritual individualism. Ironically, now there's a whole community that's trying to just imitate and just be exactly that and look that way and talk that way. And there's something beautiful about that because there's a she'ifa there to touch godless. But a little bit we have to stay away from the faulty premise that touching godless means eradicating my own inborn godless, that Hashem sent me into the world to be me. And He sent Rav Chaim Kanievsky in the world to be Rav Chaim, Lavdol, between me and him. But He sent, he sent Rav Zusha in the world to be Rav Zusha, and all of the Chevri here to be us, and not to be dejected in any way, shape, or form, that our Avoidah doesn't look like that. And we have to strive to grow, and we have to strive to take a lesson from this person's life, which we'll speak about, for our own Avoidahs. But that doesn't mean to negate our own sense of individuality. And that's mamish in this line. Our benchmark for spiritual striving is rak im Hashem And that takes a lot of espodidus. Because a person could go ahead and mamish imitate Reb Chaim Kanievsky's learning schedule without a spodidus, without a clear cheshben anafesh to understand, is this right for me? Is this right for my wife? Is this right for my family? Is this right for my mental health? Is this, and so on and so forth. It can mamish be the biggest, biggest kish, uh, you know, mamish yikashel. The biggest f- stumble and blemish. And so Rabbi Nachman says, and then and you might not look, look like Rav Chaim Kanievsky, but you look like you. And that will have been a life well worth living. And a life that was bursting with a Kodesh Baruch who's covered in, in your own unique way. Says the Rebbe in source number two, Sophistication is klum, is nothing. The main thing is the heart. In tandem with in tandem with the limbs that are carrying out this desire. That a person's heart should be longing and yearning for Avodas Hashem. From whatever place you're in, from however discouraged you've been feeling, reading about Rav Chaim's Avodah. And that creates a void within which echoes the deepest yearnings of our heart. We have to bring that out in, from koach, from potential, into, into poil, and to speak it out, and to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu this. For a person to be yearning and longing, 
When will I be able to serve Hashem properly in the way that I need to serve Hashem properly in my own unique circumstances? And this is a very big thing. For a person to constantly daven about this in your own words, you're driving in a car, you're walking on the street, you're in the supermarket, you're at home. From time to time, we can pause and stop, even in the midst of some of the most mundane things in life. It's Mamash the Bechin of Rabbi Nachman asking his Talmud, do you look up at the sky today, like we learned and we brought in the, in the book? It's the same Bechina. The sky is above our heads all the time. There's some level, we're conscious of it on some level. But to stop and to articulate these feelings, because that's the Zerim HaChayin. That's the underlying flow of the energy, of the vitality of our lives, the premise, the ultimate purpose, why we're here. And so it's up to us. It's up to us to open our mouths from time to time and allow some of that deep, deep Ratzon to flow out in the form of our Diburim. Like we bring in another place for Yasmid Harbe, and a person needs to spend a lot of days, Yamim, Vishanim, and years, no matter what level a person reaches, and we're going to learn about this based on in the next segment, to yearn, to be Mishtokek, ever more lofty, ever higher, ever deeper. That a Kodesh Baruch Hu should bring us close to Him, closer and closer. And for a person to do whatever that person can, in whatever way is right for that person, after a lot of birurim, what to learn, how to learn, when to learn, for how long to learn. Are there other avoidas that we need in our own lives to engage with, to be megalik foyt shemaim in a way that's going to be matim for our neshamas? In consultation with our rabbeim, and in consultation with the, with, the, with the advice of the tzaddikim, and in consultation with our own neshamas through espodidus. While Yedeze Yiskarev, again, another word over here that's so clear. Bevadai, it's the same word that Rabbi Nachman says over here. Ve'azai, bevadai la'yukhasha la'olam. Ve'al Yiskarev, bevadai la'avidasi yizbarach. We're coming out of Purim. What's Amalek? Everybody knows. Gematria Safik. What's the hepech of Safik is vadoz. And it aligns, because Amalek is this Nekuda of Kfoid Atzmi. Amalek is the Nekuda of Haman. Haman made himself into an Avoid Zara. Everybody bows down to him. It's the Indian of Kfoid Atzmi. And Mamela, the covet, gets taken away from him. And the Tikkun of that Amalek is Tmimusub Shitas. Is Mordechai Atzadik going out into the streets of Shushan and by Yizak Za'ak Umara? without any other consideration than a heart that was beating in tandem with the heart of the world. With a Kaddish Baruch Hu's shechina, pulsating, life-giving feeling throughout the world, and Mordechai was aligned with that in a way of simplicity. And therefore, when we have Tmimah Subshitas, Rabbi Nachman's throwing around this world left and right, Bivadai, Bivadai, because it's the hepech of the suffix that comes from one's own calculations. When you calculate, then you have Sveikas, because you don't know, is this the right thing, is that the right thing? When it comes to Kfayt Shemaim, Tmimah Subshitas is Vadas. We talk about Binas Halev, developing a feeling in the heart, and then being able to commit to that, and to go slow in that way. Because it takes a long period of time. It's a lot of work. And it's a lot of clarification. And it's a lot of effort. But a person who walks in this way is bevadai. And of course, this is why Purim is exactly, exactly the preparation for Pesach. It's the derech to Pesach. Because Haman and Mordechai show up again in under 30 days now in Chametz and Matzah. It's the same thing. Chametz is Amalek puffs itself up, super complex and sophisticated and calculations. And matzahs, tmimah subshitas. Matzahs just, it is what it is, for what it needs to be. And there's nothing holier in the world than this misshapen, unattractive, tasteless piece of, of, uh, of 
edible cardboard, right? That one may, you know, words one may use to describe matzah. There's nothing holier. Rabbi Nachman says that it's mamish ashtik alukus. Rabbi Nachman said when you hold the matzah, you're holding godliness. You're holding godliness, embodied. It's not impressive. But that's why it's filled with alukus. Because the matzah is tmimasupshitas. And that's the realm of this word bevadai. Bevadai. If you walk in this way, if I walk in this way, if we can walk in this way, without cheshboyness, making sacrifices when it's hard to make sacrifices, in the name of something bigger, trying to consciously put ourselves to the side and allow HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light to flow down through us. All of this, which is easier said than done, but at least to know what the destination is, where we're trying to go, and with what consciousness we can attempt to try to walk in this direction, all with the help of Hashem. Let's go back to the teaching from Sichas Ran, and here we get to the main point that I wanted to focus on with the time that we have left, all with the help of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the Seyat HaDashmaya that's garnered when a group of Jews comes together in 2022 to try to listen to Divir Lukim Chaim, to the, to the guidance from Tzadikim. Says the Gerebus Chosia Gnolein of Akol Yisrael, Amen. Gam ein toiv lioi zakein. It's not good to be old. Not good to be old. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's not good to be old. Don't we daven that we should have arichas yamim mishanim? What does Rabbi Nachman intend to say? Gam ein toiv lioi zakein. It's not good to be old. And Rabbi Nachman continues, Hein chasid zakein, hein sadik zakein. I don't care if you're an elderly chasid, or if you're an elderly tzadik, zakein ain't toiv. It's not good to be old. Now, of course, he can't be referring to old age, you know, to a practical age, in the sense of a person who's been in this world for a long period of time. In the next line, he clarifies, Kitzar harak lehischadesh b'chol yoim, lehaschil b'chol eis mechadash. Because a person needs to go ahead and renew oneself every moment. And so in that sense, to become old is a sin. Because you could have a person who's very, very young in the classical sense of the term. Who's a young man or a young woman, but they're old. Because the avoid has become old by them. And because already they've sunken into this world in a way where they've lost touch with the youthfulness, with the spirit of youth, with the spirit of renewal, with the spirit of yearning, of desire to grow and to move, to move forward, to move deeper, to move in. And by the same token, you can have people who are very old. But at the same time, they're not old at all because they're filled with a spirit of freshness, of renewal of sweetness and excitement and passion, even though they've been doing the same thing in Rav Chaim Kanievsky's case for over 90 years. And we're going to get to that in a minute now. The way that Rav Chaim embodied this. And this is something that all of us can take, not to imitate him, but to go ahead and apply this lesson to our own avoid. What the tzaddikim do say is good about the concept of Old age is that when a person gets older, the strength of their mental capacities ordinarily grows stronger, more clarified, more simple. They see things from a higher perspective, and that's something wonderful. But any other element of zikna, any other element of a person growing old and what oftentimes becomes a, 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 an experience of infirmity, that's something that's not good. And a person needs to fight, needs to battle against that. Says the Heli Gedega Machane Ephraim, Schusia Gunaleinu. In Parashas Eikib, Zehosha Amra Adoini Avizikaini, Zechrana the Vracha, Chayel the Baal Shema Kaddish, who was, of course, the Dega Machane Ephraim's grandfather, as well as the grandfather of the Dega Machane Ephraim's brother, Baruch Meshbitzer, both of whom were the uncles of Rabbi Nachman of Breslau because their sister was Fega. And Fega was the mother of Nachman, Rabbi Nachman's Chusya Gunaleinu. Says the Degamachin Ephraim, Al Pasik Al Tashlichene Le Ezikna that the Balshemtiv said. On the Pasuk, the Dabar Malach screams out, Don't cast me into Ezikna, into an experience of old age. Pirish. 
What does this mean? David HaMelech was davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help that nothing in my life should become Yazkin Hadavar Etzloi. That nothing in my life should become stale. Just like in the limbs of a person, a person can become weak and a person can become dejected and a person can sink into their own experience of the way in which they believe their life needs to be lived. Because this person, because the person's strength wanes. And the blood slows down. And their pulse, their blood pressure is not so strong. But the same thing happens in a spiritual sense. That a, a thing that is old by us, an experience that is old by us, a relationship that's old by us, an experience of avoida that grows old by us means it's lacking pleasure. It's lacking vitality, vibrancy. But that's not so. When something is a davar chadash, when something is bursting with a spirit of renewal, the parallel of Al Tashlichainil Ezikna is the Pasik that says that every day the Torah should be in our eyes Kechadashim like new because the Pasik says, Asher Anoichi Hayoim. And Chazal say, like it was given to you today, that it shouldn't be old. Like Rabbi Nassim says in a different place, Shema Yisrael. Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echad. When we say those words, Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echad, we need to introduce them. With these two words, Shema Yisrael, which is like a person who has incredible news to tell his friend. I think we said this in the first year of, in the series. A person has incredible news to tell his friend. What does he say? Listen to this. Shema, you got to hear this. And so it's the same thing for us. Before we say Hashem Elikeinu Hashem Echa, we need to say Shema Yisrael. You're never going to believe it. I, we said it two times, you know, just in the last couple of hours, three times yesterday. And the day before, and the day before, and the day before, how many hundreds of thousands of times we've said this, and we know it in our sleep? Shema Yisrael. Every moment is new, it's fresh. The rule is, Every person that wants to really think about the tachlis, the princess-oriented way of living life, to think about what really matters and make that our consideration. Shem should bless us to live this way. A person has to make sure and ensure that the person is not living like a zakin. Tahainu that a person is not falling into the old age of the other side. And he uses the terminology that Ibn Ahmed uses here, whether it's a person could be a very righteous person, a very learned person. But if a person grows old in that, that's not good. And certainly other people, even a person who's stuck in lowliness, and by them it's not an Indian that their learning has grown old in the sense that they've learned the same thing so many times. But Adarabba, they've grown dejected and completely dragged down into the deepest pits of despair over the fact of the way in which they've been living. No matter what a person is, we need to be careful that we don't fall into zikna. Because the tzaddik, even the big tzaddik, needs to make sure that the tzaddik is not zakim ba'avidasa. He never becomes old, never becomes stale in his avoida, just going through the motions without a sense of life, without a sense of frishkeit, without a sense of newness. Even if a tzaddik already reached a very high level, to go level, level after level, and to start each time fresh. 
Because this is the essence of Yiddishkeit. To constantly being, being uh, attentive and seeing to it that we're moving from level to level. Like I heard from Rabbeinu. Very deep Torah in the Kutumran Tarachas and the Kutumran Aleph. The first chela kama shama oz bezal lashen. The Rebbe Nachman said, "Misha roitzeliyosh ish Yisraeli." If a Jew wants to be a Jewish person, that he should be an ish Yisraeli. He should be a yid. Which means, said the Rebbe, what does it mean to be a Jew? Dahainu sheyelech midarga ladarga for a Jew to walk level after level, one step after the next, in all inyanim, in each of our own lives, the things that are for men, the things that are for women, whatever area it is. Not speaking lashon hara, stronger shmiras enayim, shmiras hastarim, sneers, whatever area it is in our lives, shmiras shabbos, learning halacha, and so on and so forth, to be able to assess our lives. And move me darga la darga is the definition of what it is to be an ish Yisraeli. Says Rabbi Nachman, The way to do that is to connect yourself to Eretz Yisrael. And you have to see what that means over there in the context of that lesson. Ayin shamba But this is what it means. To live a long life, Chaim Aruchim. Bechinas Hatoyrah Shenikres Chaim. This is the aspect of the Torah that's called Chaim. Kishmaschilim Bechol Pam Mechadash. When a person starts this, whether it's Torah, whether it's learn, whether it's davening, whether it's any of our avoidas, to start Bechol Pam Mechadash Kanal. And Bechin Lahepech. And the same is true in the other side of the spectrum. A person who's done what they've done, and a person who's transgressed as they transgressed. Don't become a zakin in that. Such a person, in their own way, needs to go ahead and make sure that they're not falling in to a zikna de that applies to their own circumstances. That a person, no matter what, should never give up. I'm already old. I'm already infirm. My capacities are limited. Not able to move. That I can't change. And I can't, I can't improve my circumstances. Try to begin in whatever way that you can. Whether it's a small thing or it's a big thing. Not somebody else's. Not imitating someone else's avoidah. The thing is whether it's going to bring down into the world in a way of health and balance, in a way that's in congruence with my own neshama. Davar katan adavar gadol. It's not about my own covet. It's about kfoit shamayim. Afilom la yucha loy markim dibor echad mamish. You say one word and tfila is spoiled. There's one word, and that's what you can muster, but it's real. A little bit. Ma'at ma'at. Not call it harakula today. A little bit. Whatever you can. And if you can do more, avada do more. But every person needs to be honest where they're holding and why they do what they do. Because the motive matters. What's the motive? And are there other ways that will align more rightly with the true motive of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in your unique shvil? Do what you can. Whatever you can touch that's connected to the holiness of the Jewish nation, bind yourself to it. Even if it's just expressing Ratzon. But don't give up. Don't become old. Don't become stale. Find the princess of youth, the vitality, of wonder, of renewal, of vibrancy, of frischkeit. Freshness. 
Look at the many mitzvahs you do. Don't be dejected. When you look at a, a Rav Chaim Kanievsky and then you look at yourself and say, I, I, I feel like a, <laughs> like a mannequin. I'm not even a human being. I, I'm not even... No. Look at your mitzvahs that you do. Value your mitzvahs. Hashem values your mitzvahs. Even the biggest sinners of the Jewish nation are full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate. To bring yourself to life. And this doesn't mean that it's only in the, in the, in the times of Yerida. Even in the times of Aliyah, you're striving, you're growing. Don't forget to value every word that you're learning. Even if you're learning Kala Tarakula, every word needs to be with so much joy. To start fresh, don't allow yourself to become dragged into hopelessness, which is old age. Whatever you can do, run to accomplish. The latter half of this piece is speaking about a person who sunk into the depth of Tumah, a person who sunk into distance from Hashem and needs to find within him or herself the spirit of youthful renewal to, be, to enable them to move. But go back to the beginning of this paragraph, just these few lines. Misha Reutzeliyash is Yisraeli, which means to go from level to level. He says, Ah, we skipped a line over there. Okay. You're only called a Jew. This is what it is. This is what the Jewish nation is. To go from level to level. Etc. Next line. This is what it means, a long life. It's the Torah that's called Chaim. When you start fresh again and again. And I can't think of a better personification of this then it's Sadiq whose name is Chayim. And it's Sadiq whose name was Moira on the Torah that's Nikra Chayim that he contained within himself from a young age, but who never stopped starting Bechol Pamechadash. That every year, and all of us would read about it and we'd hear about it, Erev Pesach, which this year, incredibly, because it was an Ibriyar, because there's one extra month, was completed Erev Purim, one day before Reb Chaim was nostalgic from the world. And we'd understand here's a person who was just Messiah, Kol HaToyra Kula. And this has been going on for decades upon decades, but the next day, what, he took a break? He popped open a bag of Doritos, he put his feet up, he said, you know, I've done this a couple of times before. Rav Chaim started fresh. And Rav Chaim knew what he knew. We, we, we can't, I can't even be masig what, what he knew. I was trying to speak to my father yesterday, explaining, like, how are we magdir the difference between a big Tamar Chacham and Rav Chaim? Like, how, how do we even magdir? There are other people who learned Kalatar Kula. How, we don't even have the terminology to describe the difference. The man was an encyclopedia. He, he, all he was, every part of his brain was Toicha Ruts of Toira. That's all there was. We can't be masig it. We can't be masigit, what, what Rav Chaim was. Kol kulay taira. And yet each and every year Rav Chaim is starting mechadash because that's what it means to be Chaim. That's what it means to be alive. That's what it means to be one with the taira. doesn't just mean to learn the taira, kala kula. It means to be a person that's connected to renewal in our own unique way, so that we can be a little bit chayim in our own lives, and that we can become Torah in our own lives, to start fresh like the Torah was given 
Hayoyim, Hayoyim. Every single day the Torah is given fresh. Chazal say like the day it was given by Har Sinai. V'chol yoyim yibinecha kechadashim. And Rechaim is going me every year, deeper and deeper and deeper and more exalted. But never, ever, ever in a way of zikna. Rechaim's sense of humor, Rechaim's smile, Rechaim's love for each and every yid. I don't know of another gadol in this time, or even Bechlal in our generation outside of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Who was Mamish Am Yisrael Gadol? Who you found in the stairs lining up to 23 Rechav Rashbam? Every kind of Yid who felt that Rav Chaim was theirs and they were right. Why is that so? That Rav Chaim was able to be Mechaya people? Because he was filled with renewal. Because Kolzman, that Rav Chaim was in the world, the world was filled with a spirit of renewal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mechadesh betuva b'chal yom tovin Hashem is mechadesh the whole world every split second. And Hashem created the world with the Torah. Says Rav Tzadik HaKoyin. The renewal of the world is chidushe Torah. Every split second there's new Torah in the world. And that was what Rav Chaim was. And so every Yid, no matter who you were, and no matter what your smatziv was, you went to that place and you left feeling filled with hope. It was a tiny apartment. There was enough room for all of Am Yisrael. I was by the Levi yesterday. We'll go a couple of minutes over time. I hope you'll be Michael and feel no pressure to stay. I was to be by that Levi. Hundreds of thousands of people turned around everywhere you looked. A sea, a sea of Jews. Men and women, a sea of Jews. And I said to the person sitting, standing next to me, it was my brother-in-law, came with me. And I said to him, I said, it's very likely that every single one of these close to a million people, certainly all those that were tuning in on live stream from all around the world, it is likely that each and every person at this Levaya shook Rav Chaim's hand. That's a crazy thing. That's a crazy thing. Well over a million people, maybe even much more, I don't know the numbers or if anybody has statistics, flowed through that apartment and flowed out on the other side, feeling a tefach above the ground with a feeling that we can also start fresh. Because of Chaim Kanievsky, who's filled with the Torah, with the spirit of Chaim, imbues that sense of life within everybody he comes into contact with. All of Am Yisrael is rooted in the oisius of the Torah. Rav Chaim was a bucky, not just in the Torah, but Rav Chaim was a bucky in Klal Yisrael, who are rooted in the Torah that he had mastered. Rav Chaim was a bucky in Yidin. Maybe he didn't have information about, I don't know what information he had, what information he didn't have, and what Darg of Ruach HaKadosh he had, and not getting into politics and things and other nekudas that are completely peripheral and a distraction. That, that's so big of a distraction, it's a joke when held up to the light of what this person essentially was. Look past the noise. And it's so easy to do so when you're speaking about a person like Rav Chaim to people who have a Jewish heart that's still beating with any, any sense of Tmimus and Pshitas and that hasn't been bitten by that Amalekian snake of sophistication. If you have a little bit of Tmimus in you, you look past it and you see a person who is a Bucky in the Jewish soul, who is a Bucky in the collective Jewish spirit and understood that a smile breaks boundaries and understood that allowing Jews to come and kiss his hand and kiss his head and made himself mamish, mamish public property for all of Am Yisrael with great Nasir Nefesh. That's a person who's a Bucky in Am Yisrael because he's a Bucky in the Torah, because he's a Bucky in Chaim and because Chaim is founded on renewal. And such a person lives a Chaim Aruchim. And that's something that each and every one of us could take for our own Avoida. Not to imitate. Not to feel discouraged by our own little efforts when held up to the light of what this giant was. 
but Adaraba, to become encouraged by this that the that the that the Yaris Dabash says that when a tzaddik leaves the world, all of his things are they're up for grabs. They're floating around in the in the in the world and they're up to us to grab hold of them. And this is something that all of us can grab hold of. And there's so much more. The asmada and the, and the channeling of one's talents in a way of kedusha And an ability to live one tefach above the ground and Loma Anyenoto, what the name of his street is, and what he even ate for lunch that he had to ask what what he ate so that that he knew what bracha to make. I mean, unbelievable things. All of us could taste a little bit of that, but if there's one thing that all of us could take, it's the spirit A of tmimus and B of renewal hischanshus in our own avoida and in our own yuridas to be able to find a foothold, to be able to connect to the shoyrish of taira, which is chidushe taira, which is freshness, which is a Kaddish Baruch Hu that amidst all of the Hester is calling us to serve him because he loves us and he wants us and all he wants is for us to be us in a way of freshness, in a way of simplicity, and in a way of tremendous, tremendous renewal and youth. And so I bless us all with the, with the help of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we should be wise, like Avgarshan Edelstein said by the Levaya, we should be wise not to waste this opportunity, not to become dejected on the contrary. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is making tikkunim for us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like I wrote a little bit in the article, is, is trying to gather us together and encourage us to be bigger, broader, in a million different ways, whether it's Corona or the, or the Ukraine war or the loss of tzaddikim. It, it's, all, it's all one nikuda. Hashem is trying to shake us out of the sophisticated sense that reality is stable and that the facts are the facts. The facts are never the facts. The only fact there is is the youthful spirit of trying to be a little bit better and make the world a little bit better. All with a smile. All with ni'imas. All with, with, with simchas hachayim. And I bless us, Mamish, not to waste this opportunity, but to grab hold of it and to allow the Spirit to fill our lives. Chas v'shalom, not to become dejected. On the contrary, to march forward and to go ahead and to fill His shoes collectively as a nation because that's what it's going to take for all of us to try to add on certainly in our learning and certainly in our davening and in our own avoidas, but all not just quantitatively, qualitatively, with the spirit of sweetness, with the spirit of and of, and of confidence in our own avoidas because we know that we're doing it for the covet of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and for no other reason. And like Rabbi Nachman said, I bless that upon you, I bless it upon me. And Be'ezer Hashem, we should only hear B'Suris Taivas. Let's not let go of Purim. This is all Purim. This is all Mamish Mordechai. This is all the Vada'os. That's the opposite of Suffolk. We should move into our preparations for Pesach with great joy and with great certainty. The Be'ezer Hashem, Chayv, Kal Adam, Liris, Atzmi, Ki'ilu, Hu Mitzrayim. This should be the year that all of us break out of our personal Mitzrayim, that Am Yisrael gets out of its Mitzrayim, and that we should be able to see all of us together with great joy and renewal the coming of Mashiach Bemher Amenu Amen Va Amen Thank you, Chevra, for staying on. I know that it was long and that was way over time. And Hashem should bless us, Mamish, to hold on to this and fulfill it. And uh, thank you all for joining. Thank you all for joining. Mamish, Ba'ava, Ba'ava. Thank you so, so much. Okay, looking forward to uh, continuing. Hopefully, thank you so much for joining. Hopefully, Bezer um, Hashem Thursday night with our Parshashir, Vesiat Rishmaya. Wishing everybody the most incredible, incredible rest of your day or night and an amazing rest of the week. Kaltuf. Thank you so, so much, Chavra. All the best. Ah, yeah, Rab Shimon. Ah, Kaltuf. Thanks for joining.